This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Many Australians want to adopt children from other countries who otherwise don't have an opportunity to be part of a family. Australia has adoption agreements with several countries, but the process of adopting a child from overseas is lengthy and requires a strong commitment. Australia currently has active adoption arrangements with 13 countries, allowing Australians to adopt children through an official Australian inter-country adoption program. The 2019-2020 Adoption Australia report shows that out of 334 adoptions finalised in 2019-20, there were 37 inter-country adoptions, marking the 15th consecutive year of decline in overseas adoption numbers. To start the adoption process, you will need to contact your State and Territory Central Authority, or STCA, who may ask you to fill out an expression of interest or complete a questionnaire for pre-assessment of eligibility. Your STCA may also ask you to attend interviews with an adoption assessor and undertake health, police and referee checks. Single parent Deb Brooke applied to adopt a child from China. She ended up waiting for over a decade, during which she got involved in helping others through a support group on Facebook called Adoption Australia. It took me over 12 years. China's um, program, which changed several years ago, or actually several years ago, over a decade, it changed suddenly. And the wait went from a couple of years to 10, 14, 15 years plus. I, I have heard of people getting through in a few years, but it's extremely rare. In recent years, the wait for inter-country adoptions has increased because many partner countries prioritise local adoptive families. Ms Brooks says the part of the process that takes the longest is after your application is approved while you wait for an overseas country to match you with a child. Australia, it takes one to two years to get through the system on this side because there's a a screening process, there's an education process, there's social worker visits. Once your dossier is approved, the wait, it's out of Australia's hand. It goes to the country and it sits and waits in the country that you've selected, and it's up to them. Ms Brooks says waiting time in Australia was well spent as she attended education sessions that provided her with knowledge and tools to help her adopted child adjust to a new family in a new country. The education in Australia is far superior to other countries like America who hardly give any information and education to parents. There's a lot of parents that come home and they have their child and they can't cope. So I think, you know, some people are saying, oh, Australia overdoes it. Yes, in some, some areas, but the thing is that technically any child that goes through the adoption or the foster system is special needs on the emotional side because of their trauma. So... When it comes to the education and the prepping, the parents and everything, that is totally the right thing to do. Each state and territory have a different set of requirements for adoptive parents and they also have to meet the eligibility requirements set by the overseas country of adoption. There's usually a cap on your age, mostly around 50 to 55. There's um, a cap on your body weight, cannot be obese. 
there's income in in some cases you have to be able to financially afford a child they're looking at how many fines you've got even like speeding tickets if you have if you have too many of those you're ruled out it does vary as i said it varies per state mm-hmm. it varies per mm-hmm. per referring country because they also have their own criteria so you have to meet australia's requirements plus whatever your selected country's requirements are as well the report Adoptions Australia 2019 to 20 shows that most adoptive parents are 40 to 44. Once the child is adopted or the adoption process has started, you can apply for the adoption visa subclass 102. Principal solicitor at the Immigration Advice and Rights Centre, Ali Mujtahedi, says that all children migrating to Australia must meet health requirements. If the child fails the health criteria on the basis that they have a condition that may pose a significant cost to the community or would prejudice access um, to services, uh, it may be possible for the minister to waive some of these requirements. So there would be no waiver available if the person has a condition that poses a threat to the community. But a waiver is possible if the minister is satisfied that the grant of the visa would not result in undue cost or undue prejudice. He points out that the Minister for Immigration, Citizenship, Migrant Services and Multicultural Affairs can also ask for an additional requirement called the Assurance of Support. It's not a mandatory requirement, but in some cases the Minister can ask for an Assurance of Support for this visa. An Assurance of Support is essentially the person who provides the assurance, which who can be the sponsor, but not necessarily would give a, if you like, a promise that if the, um, the child comes to Australia and they access a variety of services, Centrelink, then the person who provides the assurance would be liable to make the repayment. Australian citizens or permanent residents living overseas may adopt a child through an overseas agency or government authority through expatriate adoption. With this option, the Australian government's only involvement is at the time of visa application after the adoption process has been finalised overseas. Under the visa process, if the adoption is done through the expatriate adoption, the person sponsoring would need to have been living in that country for a minimum period of 12 months, but would also need to show that the purpose of their stay in that country was not simply to get around the inter-country adoption process, but they were living in that country for another legitimate reason. In Sydney, Srini Lakani is trying to adopt a child from India. Back in 2015, uh, I was diagnosed with cancer and I lost my uterus back in 2019. And that's when the whole situation of mine got shattered that I wouldn't be able to become a mother anymore. So we thought of adopting. But unfortunately, with the uh, circumstances and with the rules and regulations in Australia, the process did not go. Mr. Mujtahedi explains that in 2010, the federal government suspended the inter-country adoption program with India due to child trafficking concerns. There was a freeze on adoption from India over concerns about what safeguards were in place. And there was a freeze of about eight years. Now, adoptions from India have resumed as at uh, 2019 but only in limited numbers and are only available to those who are going through agencies in Queensland and the Northern Territory. In Australia, all overseas adoptions are only facilitated if the principles and standards 
of the Hague Convention on Protection of Children and Cooperation in Respect of Intercountry Adoption are met, which means that the adoption must be in the best interests of the child. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more settlement guide stories, visit sbs.com.au/radio.